Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the the inevitable has come true. You know, we've been speculating. There's been sort of rumblings about this for a while, but the New York Knicks are looking to go all out for Fred Van Vliet this summer, looking to give him about $22 million contract per season. And yeah, that's Fred Van Vliet, obviously an NBA, NBA champion, was our starting shooting guard for most of the season, but is is a naturally a point guard, but played alongside Lowry to make up our, our really strong backcourt. And Riker, what does this mean for the Toronto Raptors? Should we look to to pay Fred Van Vliet more than this this offer from the New York Knicks that they're potentially going to give, or will we should we let him go and let him end up go to New York or what, whatever team looks to bid the highest for him? Ben, I can't believe you just said that to start the podcast. My God, should we just let him go? That should not even be a question. First, that's that's how I'm going to respond to that. That's absurd. What let him I walk? agree, but that's that's thrown or, thrown around a lot around Raptors land right now, Riker. Man, you're giving me a heart attack here. But before we start, Ben, <laughs> before we start, I'm just gonna I'm gonna plug subscribe. We've done I think six podcasts in the last two or three days now. We're there's just so much news out there. So it's actually gonna be a pretty interesting <laughs> off season and you know, the support on this channel has been amazing over the past couple of years. So if you're not a subscriber Definitely do that. That would be a great help trying to make 15K. But, Ben, we're not letting Fred Van Vliet walk. Get off of that right now. And the Knicks, there's yeah. no way in heck that he's going there. They, we cannot let him go to New York. That I'm just going to put my foot down. There's no logic. There's no reason behind it yet besides it's New York. He can't go. We're going to team up with, with Canadian R.J. Barrett, maybe help him out. But, now we'll, we'll we'll keep that out of out of here because we don't want Fred VanVleet to leave. But that is a lot of money for a guy that's never been an All Star. For you know he's been tremendous. Obviously, averaged seventeen point six points per game, close to seven assists, shot close to forty percent from the three point line, but has struggled to finish in the paint for the Toronto Raptors team in the regular season, especially against the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. Did. You know, he he had some big moments in the playoffs, but his overall consistency has been was very up and down in that series. And you know, that's sort of been the case with Fred Van Vliet over the course of his Raptors career. But I think the highs are are so high to the point where you can't let him go, even despite his size and despite the the times he does go through cold spells, Riker. Well, that's exactly it, Ben. Because the question is really. Does he deserve $22 per year? And is that something we want to give when we're trying to keep cap space to sign, notably Giannis, or any other big free agent, and then also leave enough room to keep Norman Powell on the roster, OG on the roster, all of our up-and-coming talent? And that's a legitimate question. You know, that's bubbling around. But I want to remind you, he does like to pick and choose a series because consistency is going to be a big issue. In in the Philadelphia last season playoffs, he hit 1-3 in seven games. He was 0-1, for 0-5, for for didn't take any three. I don't even know if he played that game. 1-4, for 0-1, for 0-2, for right? Terrible. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back, I guess, was it between that time? Was it between the, the 76ers and the Bucks series that he had the kid? Game two, after game two of the Bucks series, Riker. Yeah, and so in the last three games, he shot three for three, seven for nine, four for five, and then flip into the the Golden State Warriors championship winning series. Stage does not get any bigger. 
you know, one for four, two for eight, three for six, two for five, three for six, five for 11. I mean, this guy, he has the ability to step up in the biggest situations. I don't think anybody can doubt that he's confident, that he's able to do it, despite his size, playing at the two all season long to have one of the best backcourts in the NBA. I mean, maybe Boston wasn't for him, but you, you can't let this guy walk because of inconsistency because he just displays so much potential, Ben. Yeah, and the, that's that's big facts. And you brought up the point, does he deserve it? And regardless of where the money's coming from, Fred Van Vliet deserves his contract. I, I can see why people are debating whether we want to give him the money, as you said, with the flexibility we want to maintain for not just Giannis, but our own Raptors players, particularly OG, Norm, TD, those guys, even though Fred has been the better than those guys so far in his career. But, you know... Fred Van Vliet, when you compare him to other point guards that are out there who got paid this sort of contract, that you know, twenty million, twenty million plus, you see guys like Mike Conley, uh, who has been paid one of the highest player paid players in the NBA, despite never being an All Star. Uh, Terry Rozier got a three-year, over $60 million contract from the Charlotte Hornets, and clearly Terry Rozier hasn't done anything close to Fred Van Vliet in his terms of accolades and, and all that sort of stuff, deep playoff runs, even though I guess I might be underselling Terry Rozier. He did have a decent bu- series yeah, like against if the you, Bucks, Listen, but if you put Fred Van Vliet on the Charlotte Hornets, you'd, you, you could probably expect similar results. Yeah, yeah, like uh, I might be underselling Terry Rozier a little bit, but clearly in terms of market value, Fred should be higher than Terry Rozier. I don't think anyone would debate that. You know, there's a lot of these types of point guards that are getting paid, and I think Fred Van Vliet certainly deserves it, but I guess, you know, so there, there's no question about that. But w- would he be worth it for the Toronto Raptors? I think that's a question been thrown out. We both agree that we should sign him, but do you think this will more so be... We want Fred to be the starting point guard for the future as Lowry sort of enters the twilight of his career being 35 years old next season. Or would it be you don't want to let an asset leave? And that's what Masai Ujiri's whole thing has been while he's been GM of the Toronto Raptors. Even if you got to overpay for a guy, you keep him. And then because Fred is even no matter how much you pay him, he's going to be a positive asset. You know, Fred's not going to fall off a cliff in terms of ability anytime soon. So even though, even if you have to overpay him a little bit, and even if you want to create flexibility in the future, you can just trade that asset. Do you think, do you see us going down? Which one of those routes do you see Masai going down? Because I'm in agreement. But I think we should between. definitely, and we will resign him. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely resign him. But it's between. That's the answer. Because, Ben, really, you're, you're setting him up to take on Kyle Lowry's role. But yep. it's not an argument that he is nowhere near the caliber of Kyle Lowry. And the simple fact is there's very few in the NBA that even come close. And this is not home bias. This is Kyle Lowry does things that point guards simply do not do. And his willingness to take charges, to do everything, to put a team on his shoulders, right, to take big shots, to to win the game in ways that don't appear on the box score. I mean, these things, you, you couldn't dream of a better floor general. And he's not always the best player on the team. He's not always the number one option scorer. But he has always consistently <clears throat> been the reason that these the Raptors over the last seven years, eight years, whatever, have been a legitimate playoff team. So Fred Van Vliet, he's not, he's not that, right? But he's a guy that yeah. you're still willing to play through, to lead the court, to be the guy that's coming off pick and rolls, to... He's a terrific shooter, if if anything, a little bit streaky. But he shoots the, the big shots in late-game situations. He's a perfect mold for a guy that you want playing the one, especially if you have a guy like Norman Powell, who's a bit of a more aggressive slasher and will attack the paint a little bit better than Fred Van Vliet. I mean, 
again, he's not going to do the same things as Norm, but you're not just keeping him around because he's worth as much money and you don't want him to leave. I think he's a guy, if you want to make a direct comparison, he's more of a Malcolm Brogdon than a than an Eric Bledsoe, right? He's he's a guy that can set things up. He's not going to be the primary scorer, but he's going to hit those big threes, man. That's what I think. More of an <laughs> – I like the, the old Bucks comparisons, the Malcolm Brogdon, the Bledsoe's. I won't, I won't dive too much into that, but I see where you're coming. Definitely Kyle Lowry has been – he's been the heart and soul for this team, and, you know, it, it's not an indictment on Fred Van Vliet that he isn't Kyle Lowry, that some people might take that poorly, and Fred definitely does some things a lot better than Lowry. I think he – even though he's streaky and Lowry's streaky as well, I think Fred is the better three-point shooter out of the two. I think Fred's ability to steal the ball, he's a bit more quicker than Lowry in terms of uh, on the defensive end. He's a bit better at stealing it specifically, even if he's not necessarily the better defender. They're, Fred definitely has some positive attributes, and they're both great, great point guards in the NBA. Definitely above average. You know, the Fred, Fred is clearly at worst an above average starting point guard in the NBA, in my opinion. But you know that's neither here nor there. But Fred VanVleet, you know he's a guy. He can come. He's he's an NBA champion, and I, he's going to be highly talented. Do you think? You know, we we started off this podcast talking about the Knicks and and these sorts of things. Do you think a team? Like maybe the Knicks, this is this is just an undersold report. Do you think Fred VanVleet is worth keeping at sort of Lowry numbers? Because you made that comparison, but do you think a team comes in and maybe offers a, a twenty-five plus million, a twenty-eight million, a thirty million record? I don't know. I would hate to see that. I don't want to pay Fred thirty million dollars. I'm going to say that, Ben. I, I don't know what your thoughts are, but to me, that that would be too high. Yeah, that that would be. And that's where it sort of gets tougher. I think $22 million is where the Knicks have reportedly ready to, to offer him a contract at. It's it's going to be fair for, for Fred VanVleet or fair for the Raptors to sort of match that for Fred VanVleet. But, you know, as a guy, even though he is your he is a player that could certainly improve, and he's a lot younger than Kyle Lowry, uh, I don't know if he's going to be your, your 1A option and get paid like the 1A option on a team going forward. No, because he's not, like you said, he's not an all-star. He doesn't need to be getting paid all-star numbers. Same thing, you're not going to go and offer Serge Ibaka $30 million, but you're going to comfortably offer him $23 million because of what he's able to contribute to the team. But Serge is not the guy that's going to win or lose, most likely, a playoff series for you, right? Whereas Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. evidently, is a guy that's going to win or lose the series for you, and that's why you paid him a max contract. Yep. And, yeah, I guess that's another thing to look at there. We have Fred Van Vliet, uh, Pascal Siakam. We we just made a video on Pascal Siakam. Both you and I think he'll be able to bounce back. And, you know, we have OG Ananobi, who we have to really – he's going to be the big one that I think we're going to have to extend with, with big money coming up. I'm not sure what Norm's value is going to be on the open market because he is a 3 and D wing that's an NBA champion, all those sorts of things. But I feel like no one really talks about him. But – you know, these are all things you have to take into account, the the future contracts that are going to happen. And, you know, everyone wants Giannis. Everyone wants, you know, Old Depot, these these bigger names. But are you comfortable? And do you think the Raptors are a championship contender? If we go forward with an improving Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet and, you know, an aging Serge Ibaka and these sorts of guys as your, your main options? Or, no. you know, we'll... No? No. That, that's, that's not a championship contending team because the, the championship contending aspect of this current team this season, which if Pascal Siakam played a little bit better 
And if there was maybe a little bit better coaching down that last three-minute stretch of Game 7 against the Boston Celtics, you would have been on the better side of that series. And we both agree that they probably would have been able to handle the Heat pretty easily and make it to the finals whatever would have happened against what's most likely going to be lebron is there there was a little bit of pushback on the the miami heat comment when we said it but i'm still in agreement with you Riker. i think the heat are tough they're they're gritty and all that sort of stuff but we match up really well against the Miami Heat. I think we handled them pretty consistently in the regular season. I just wanted to say that because I know there's going to be pushback when we say that, but I'm in complete agreement with you, record. Yeah, and that's not what this podcast is about, but that's what we both believe. We've said that a ton of times, so we're not going to change that now. And but yeah. but the Raptors didn't make it to game. Wouldn't have made it to game seven without Kyle Lowry. That you know he he basically mm-hmm. won game three for them. You know he he did a lot of things. So he so take Kyle Lowry out of the equation. That's not a championship contending team anymore, even if Pascal Siakam improves and even if Fred Van Vliet slips into that primary or number one point guard position. It's not a championship team unless you bring in somebody else who's the number two guy, right? Or the number one guy and Pascal Siakam slips down to the number two. And then we're looking at guys like Giannis or, I don't know, I, I'll bring up Bradley Beal. I'll bring him up to death. I would have loved to trade for him <laughs> at some point. But you know what I mean? Like another huge big-name guy for the most part. I don't think that Siakam and Fred Van Vliet duo is a championship duo, but I think it's a really strong core to incentivize guys to come. And if you put that final piece in there, they're a shoe-in to make it all the way. Yeah, that's true. And th- that's that was sort of the, the recipe the Toronto Raptors had for a long time. DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, they were two great essential pieces that really built a culture of winning and all that sort of stuff. And I think Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, just now, if they don't improve at all, you know, because I think there's potential for Siakam, Fred, to take their games to a whole nother level, especially where, you know, they're not necessarily the youngest guys in the league, but they haven't entered their primes just yet. If they if they enter, you know, they they elevate their games, and OG Anobi's a complete X-factor. We're not sure how he's going to develop, but I, I think... Right now, even if they just stay where they're at, I think the Raptors will maintain being a really good playoff team. And then, you know, when when the opportunity arises, we know Masai Ujiri is ready to pounce on something that can really put a team over the top. And uh, it sort of slipped my brain earlier, Riker. I was thinking about, I thought about this at the beginning of the podcast, but I, I alluded to it. There, there aren't a lot of players on the free agent market this season, and. You know, the Knicks have, we don't even know when free agency is going to happen. They've said that they're willing to offer this right now. And there's a lot of other hungry teams looking for starting point guards in the NBA. You know, the, but the only two other real guards on the market are an aging Gordon Dragic, who obviously will probably stay with the Heat considering how well they've done in the playoffs so far. And, you know, a DeMar DeRozan, who is a, is a guy that is obviously I think he's become really underrated across the NBA but no one really knows what his market value is going to be how many how much interest he's going to have being a guy that's not the greatest defender and a guy that can't shoot three so Fred Van Vliet might be the the prime point guard the prime guard backcourt player on the free agency market this summer and I don't know I I just can't get over the the fear that he might get tremendously overpaid in the same vein, uh, you know, not necessarily overpaid because Fred deserves all the money that he's going to get, whether it's fifty million or whatever. He's earned it in terms of his playing, but overpaid in terms of what the Raptors want to give him. And I, I'm just afraid he might get Bismack Biombo'd the the same way the Raptors lost lost him a few years back. Yeah, Bismack Biombo'd is perfect way to say it. And you're right, not overpaid because this guy's a champion and he hit five threes and. Game six or game five or whatever, game six of the uh, 
finals last year. Three, three. You know, he put he put up major points. He put up major points, and he's done it for two seasons in a row now. This is a guy that we thought who's going to fit that last ro- roster spot, him or Brady Hislop, to to be in this situation now to say, you know, there's a very legitimate possibility that this guy could get maxed out by some team that needs a, a, a number one point guard or needs a floor general to come in and sort of build around or be a contributing piece to and I wanted to try to steer the conversation away or I was crossing my fingers that you weren't going to bring it to it too early because I I wouldn't have any response to that I think we both agree the Raptors probably don't want to pay Fred Van Vliet 30 million dollars or more they don't want to pay him that max deal because there's just too many guys that we have to pay and I could definitely see it happening too I could definitely see it happening that somebody wants to give him that much money Ben yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I think that's the fear a lot of Raptors fans have. But that number definitely isn't at twenty-two million. But let me let me the, bring this up too the, before. Sorry to cut you off. Remember, we were when we were yeah, at that um, event, the and one, the and one shoe drop, and they asked why mm. did you sign with and one, and they were egging him on to say because he likes the culture and everything and his response was just because they offered him the most money. So clearly, he's a money motivated guy, and that doesn't that's that that breeds a little bit of worry into me as well then yeah and to be fair that's that's a fair way to be especially when you're a guy that's been undrafted and nothing he's betting on himself and he only took a short-term deal after breaking into the league a couple years back only signed the two-year 18 million dollar deal so the raptors have sort of had him out at a bargain for a little bit and i don't mind him looking to to get paid and this is i think he's about 25 26 Riker. Uh, get that number here. Yeah, 26 right now. This is the time of, of NBA players' career. They get their biggest contract. So even if winning is a different thing or, or whatnot, it's you got to get paid when you're getting your first opportunity of a big contract. And obviously you brought up the N1 sort of thing. We, we sort of pushed on this in the video when we were talking with the M1 guys. But they're New York-based. The, the Knicks are a team that have already vocalized that they want them. That, that could play a factor, even though they said that they want him in, in Canada and with the Raptors and that sort of stuff. But that could be... we. I think we're going to have a few videos this offseason about Fred as more news comes out. So as of right now, let's know what you guys think. Are you worried about a team like the Knicks or someone coming in and swooping away Fred Van Vliet? Or are you confident that the Raptors will be able to re-sign him at a solid price and see, what ha- see where we go from there? Let us know in the comment section below. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. As Riker mentioned at the beginning, we'd really appreciate it if all the listeners, because we have a lot of listeners, but I don't know if everyone's really subscribed looking at the analytics and stuff, but we really, you know, definitely subscribe to the channel. We'd really appreciate it. You don't have to if you don't want to, but we definitely really appreciate it. Any last words, Riker? Bet on yourself, Ben. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>